Welcome to the Media Nights Podcast. I'm Dan Vadabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. So did you go see JT last night? I did not. Well, I was I was tr- attempting to tease two people, two students who went to see them. I was, and I'm, and not talking about, at, I'm not talking about Justin Trudeau. I'm not talking about James Justin Turner. Timberlake. Justin and I Timberlake. Said, I said, was he a man of the woods? Like, was he, <laughs> this is the man of the woods tour. And What does uh, that mean? It means nothing. <laughs> and I said, Could, did you sing along to his songs? And they said, yes. And I said, well, that's impossible because his songs are just Sound like robots made them. Oh, harsh! And I, and I said, "Remember last year? On the, last year in the Super Bowl, like it became apparent that he doesn't really have any songs at all. He does. What are you to. talking about? He's got songs. He's got lots of, of well-known songs. Sexy I back. A, I think I'm it, bringing sexy back. I think it's a stretch to call them songs <laughs> because songs usually they usually have melodies. I find him to be a very talented individual. He certainly is. His comedic timing is hilarious. He's always great on SNL. Yeah, well, um, he he can sing. You can't deny that he can sing. I, I can deny it, but but I, <laughs> I, I I'm more willing to give him props as an actor than I am. Okay, well, I've seen fair. him. I've seen him as an actor where I've gone, wow, he's he's a good actor. Good the, he's good but I've never heard network. a song where I went, wow, that, he's a talented musician. I like the troll song. I can't help it. I, I like the. Uh, <gasps> I can't remember what it's called now. Dance or whatever. God's out the feeling. Oh, that song. That's a good song. It's is very it, catchy. It gets you going, you know? It is just, it's like um, it's like somebody heard Prince but didn't get it and oh. then recorded music and then tried to record oh, music. I didn't know you were such someone a without, Someone without feelings okay. heard Prince <laughs> and then thought they could do that. Now, speaking That's of, what it sounds like to me. Speaking of Super Bowls, uh, we are going to talk Super Bowl ads today. Did you watch the game? Sadly. Oh, why? Why? <laughs> I I did because not, I, and I heard nothing I lo- about bad things. It was awful. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was actually excruciating, and what made it worse. So like, basically, we had got one touchdown toward the end of the game. So so who's we? We the viewers got oh, okay. one touchdown. <laughs> I thought uh, you were we for got the one like anything. Hey, oh something. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so that's basically what happened. But then the announcers rubs added salt in our wounds. By pretending that what we were watching was incredible. Oh, so, no. So it was awful and boring. And the announcers were like, this is coaching mastery. You're like, really? Oh, come on. Coaching mastery. I haven't seen one person catch a ball and run with it in <laughs> three quarters. <laughs> coaching mastery. Oh, boy. If, if the mastery, if the coaching mastery is boring people and then suddenly they wake up and see that you scored a single touchdown to win the game, then that's coaching mastery. That's right. That's right. No, yeah. I didn't watch it. Of course, I never I never watch it. I don't really care. But it's, um, fun. it's fun to see also well, in the in context when the commercials come up. Yeah, there's that. But I didn't I didn't have time to do that on. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I still have not seen all of them. I've only watched a few. I did go on the ad meter, but I didn't get to it till really late. I didn't realize it's only until midnight. You only have until midnight to vote or whatever it is. Yeah, and you got to vote for all of them. You got to vote. Yeah, don't it don't count. So I did not get through it in time. I didn't realize that there was a that deadline. And so, um, you know, uh, some of them, I think, I honestly think it was a pretty bland year for ads overall. Well, it was not a great year for ads. From what I've seen, it's not a great year for ads. What I've been saying is the game was so god awfully bad that the ads, in comparison to the game, seem middling, I yeah, thought. That's right. I was like, right. like, I didn't think they were amazing. No, they weren't. But I was like, well, they're certainly more interesting than that other thing that they keep cutting back to. And even so the think, halftime show yeah. was pretty mediocre as well. Oh, like, what is the, what is the, you know, draw. I was talking about Justin Timberlake. Um, Adam Levine is the poor man's Justin Timberlake. He is just, I don't know. He's got nothing. Talk about, talk about generic hits, right? I don't know anything that guy sings. That is moves like Jagger is the only song I can name. That Maroon Five. Yeah, I know the name of that song. I could not recognize that song <laughs> if you put a gun to my he's head. He's got and- the moves like Jagger. 
It moves like Jagger. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And moves I noticed, like Jagger. I couldn't help but notice Jagger himself did not show up. I would have rather seen Jagger, to be honest. Well, you know what the problem is? It's like Rolling Stones, Beyonce, Prince, U2. Like, it's all the heavy hitters of music that do Super Bowl halftimes. Not this year it wasn't. No, they they uh, they all kind of backed away. They didn't want to be associated with yeah. the, which is interesting because somebody, I was talking to somebody or heard somebody talking about how at the parties, after parties and whatnot, like Cardi B was somebody who was approached or whatever and she said no, but yeah, she was at the party uh, like drinking with the, uh, and dancing with the owner of the Patriots and that kind of stuff. Like, oh. So she didn't, she, was, she didn't want to be associated publicly with it, but she was out partying it up with all the owners and players. She and was stuff, in a commercial, so. too. She, she was, yeah. Maybe briefly. that's why. Yeah, it's true. So, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl ads. I kind of want to start at the top. We're going to go on the ad meter. We, we have the ad meter up here. We have all the ads. We won't play all of them. No, we'll but I want to go through a couple of them. I do yeah. want to come back to the the one that scored dead last because you told me to check it out, and I did, and I was very surprised. <laughs> it's but, odd. Uh, very yeah. odd. But, but It's let's an odd with... ranking. It's an odd career. Everything's odd about it. And I'll tell you, I've watched the top ten and, and some more. Like I, basically, what I was doing was I was watching it by quarter. So I think I got through the first half of the game before I I stopped, and then I came back to it. And it was too late, so too late to vote. So I've watched most of them. But uh, the number one ad, we'll start with number one. Why not? Is the N, the one for the NFL? That's funny because this article yeah. here on on the we USA today says NFL's Super Bowl ad turns out to be better than the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, so many people it is I, better love than that the ad. Super Bowl. When I was listening to the start on CGOB, uh, local station here, the um, host, both of the hosts, Greg and, and Brett, thought that that was the best ad. I disagree. Um, I if I'd known who any of these people were, maybe like I didn't know who any of these people were. They're all old football Joe players. I don't know who that is. You don't know Joe Namath? Well, I know the name, but I don't know who he, is. That him right there? Is that his him on the? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know what he looks like. He visited the Brady Bunch. Everybody knows Joe uh, Namath. To, to before my time. Oh no, no. Or idea. was it OJ who visited them? And then they were <laughs> never heard OJ from. Was. They were never heard I, from I again. OJ was not in this ad. <laughs> they did not include OJ Simpson. No, there's a movie. OJ Simpson visits the Brady Bunch, and then the Brady Bunch goes missing. That's right. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, it's it's fun. It's like oh, they're at this you know alumni dinner, and then the the game it breaks out. Although there's no sense to the game at all. They're just basically passing and tackling. But you know what? I thought when I saw this, I thought the Super Bowl NFL could have gone serious right. on the spot and it could have been one of those nightmarish you know we're more important than we really are spots <laughs> where, yeah. where although a lot of solemn, brands did that yeah there were a lot of those this but year. solemn american flags blowing it could have gone in that entire direction but what i liked about the nfl spot is it went with funny it was funny it was also nice that people who actually care about football would see something that would make them laugh and care about. Yeah. So it's like it's like good targeting. I was just gonna say the t- they hit the target audience dead on because anybody who yeah. cared about the game would have loved that. So I am not the target for that ad. So uh, fine, but I, I st- to, for me it was not the best ad. I still like that ad. I don't think it's the best ad, but yeah. I liked that ad. I have one beef about the ad, and that is there's no ending. That the ad right. just kind of it's just like, continues. Ah, we're just we're just playing football. We're here. gonna That's continue, it. and I thought. You know, we're watching a game where the last 10, 30 seconds takes 25 minutes yeah. or whatever. And so there, there's, I think there's an opportunity to poke fun at how long it takes a game to end. Yeah. Um, number two on the list was the Alexa ad. Uh, now, this is the – or Amazon. This is the one that we saw teased mm-hmm. uh, beforehand with Harrison Ford. Let's reheat pasta. Reheating pasta. 
It's cool, right? Yeah, I didn't know you guys put Alexa in a microwave. Yeah, we're putting her in a lot of stuff now. But trust me, there are a lot of fails. Like, like what? Like... Alexa, play my podcast. When you heard that, did that surprise you? Bart seems exciting. We made an Alexa dog collar. Four dogs. Ordering dog food. Ordering dog food. You can bark all you want. I'm not paying for any more dog food. Ordering gravy. Ordering sausages. Hey, you better cancel that order. Alexa hot tub? A sucked. Alexa, play music. Okay. And then there was the incident. Wait, that, that was you guys? I don't know, was it? Powering down. Powering up. Powering down. She Powering says down. she's doing it, but I don't down. see anything to you. Holy. And then we see a bunch of dog food being unloaded. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> well, I like the music. So what do you think? Why? Okay, first of all, I'm going to start at the end. Why do you think they put Queen in there? Why was it Queen at the end of that? It's the year of Bohemian Rhapsody. It, yeah, they just so figured it a nice would be tie-in. popular. Um, what do you think of that spot? I think the key takeaway is, boy, Amazon's rich. Oh, yeah. They're so rich that they can license a Queen song and put throw Harrison Ford in almost as an afterthought. Yeah, Harrison Ford. Yeah. Um, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Saw Guerrera. Uh, Forrest Whitaker, uh, a couple of Star Wars actors. I forgot in there. that Saw Guerrero yeah. was in there. Yeah, um, yeah, all these celebrities. I assume those are real astronauts. I mean, who knows? No, they uh, are there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you know, all that stuff. Yeah, they have a ton of money to throw into this thing. And to me, it's funny. Like, I like all the little bits about it, but the the final joke is a letdown. It builds and builds, and then that final joke about them turning on and off power. It's not funny. It doesn't doesn't work. It, it's it's not as focused an ad as it might be. Like it kind of bounces from here to there. I yeah. like it overall though. Uh, it's it's funny, yeah. but again, and it's good for awareness. But it's not like it doesn't tell me anything about Alexa. It just tells me that yeah, they're they're you know the joke is that she's in a bunch of other stuff. I don't know if is she are they putting Alexa in stuff. I don't know if that's real or not. If that's just a joke for the ad. Uh, but well, certainly the rolling power blackouts. Uh, there's nothing that Alexa can <laughs> do now yet, but it right. will. But you know what? Did you notice something else in that that I want to draw attention to? And that is uh, Harrison Ford at a certain point has decided he will only wear that gray T-shirt. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Like that's his that's Blade his Runner. Blade Runner yeah, 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 yeah. So, but now it's just. Yeah, he his, wears it all the time. Shows up for the commercial shoot. That's I think right. that's what he looks like in everyday life. Yeah. I don't think he's amenable to maybe we should change that shirt. Does not seem to be something that's on the, in the cards. Or they wanted him to look like he was at home with his dog. So that's why he, he's wearing it. I I go with the plan A. <laughs> I think I think he showed up and was like, okay, but you know the you know the drill. I'm not you, changing the shirt. You give me a billion dollars and I won't change this shirt. How does that grab you? <laughs> That's what it looks like to me. I just I don't, don't think he'll change it. No, I mean it's it is funny. He's almost like a Steve Jobs in his yeah. uniform. He's it's just what he wears. So yeah, but it's you know it's good to see him in an ad. He is quite funny just playing that deadpan against that dog and uh it was it was funny it'd be fun to have the amazon account just for the sheer uh fun of spending their money all the money to spend wow yeah and, like figuring I mean, imagine, out what you can show imagine being do. the agency their agency who's yeah. like literally you can do anything you want like we have carte blanche to make any type of who do you want we'll get them doesn't matter who the, the celebrity is we'll pay yeah 
buttloads of money to My get those people in. My guess is that they pro- the, probably the torture of working with Amazon is give us 50 ideas. Like, it's probably one of those. Yeah. Where it's like, and then we'll pick and choose and yeah. we'll slot in the celebrities. Right. Exactly. But it's yeah. good. I thought it was a good spot. Or, <laughs> it's, a, it's not the best Amazon spot. Remember last year's Super Bowl? Yeah, that was Bezos a lot better. Showed up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a lot funnier. So, again, yeah, but yeah I don't know. It, it was... It's good now. They they seem to be kind of one of those perennial like they're in every year, yeah. so it's almost like a series. So we'll see something similar next year and, yeah. and keep going from there. Um, the next one, number three, I just want to go through the top four, yeah, or top five maybe. I won't play them all, but I'll, I'll play. I won't play this one, but I'll play the next one. So number three is the first in our kind of sappy, more important than they really are with uh, the Microsoft "We All Win" uh, ad. Yeah. Um, which is about it's it's like a it's a about kids with disabilities who can play video games with their fancy controller, and it is one of those very serious like, hey, we're doing this for the benefit of the kids or whatever. The ki- see, the kid is a star. Kid's awesome. I, yesterday yeah. they did a uh, on NBC Nightly News. They visited the kid. Oh yeah, and yeah. Like yeah, he's awesome, and yeah. he's like enjoying his he time. Looks familiar. His, I'm sure I'm seeing something I mean, else. He's enjoying his time in the spotlight, and he's just a cute kid. Uh, but from a brand perspective, like yesterday we were talking about the ads in class, and I could not for the life of me remember that it was Microsoft. Yeah, no kidding, yeah. I thought it was a video game controller. I was like, is it Xbox? Like, It kind of is, Microsoft. It is, yeah, it is. But, but, it, but it, was, uh, it was just a little, in terms of like standing out from the clutter, it's memorable, but the brand is not memorable. Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't a fan of that one. So, and I, I, I generally don't like the ones that take themselves too seriously. Like, I like a funny commercial, or or an interesting commercial more than a serious commercial because those are pretty easy and straightforward, and it's not hard to to do that. It's more of a challenge to make something funny or or different. Uh, this this okay. So let's play it first. Is this the, the next one on the list? Yeah, number four was the elevator, the Hyundai elevator mm-hmm. ad. Hello, folks. What floor? Oh, we're car shopping. Ah, you're going down. Way down. This floor, root canal. Oh, this is bad. This stopped jury duty. Remember, innocent until proven. Well, he did it, right? We all agree he did it. Okay, six hour flight, middle seat. (laughs) Who's got vitamin C? This floor, the tongue. Your body's changing. My body changed. Even grandma's body. Vegan dinner party, is that even a thing? We're having beetloaf, Sergio's specialty. Why, thank you. Yay! Car shopping, off you go. No, sorry, we're getting a Hyundai. Yeah, we used Shopper Assurance. It was really easy. Hyundai, going up. Hyundai Shopper Assurance. Transparent pricing, streamlined purchase, a three-day worry-free exchange, and test drives that come to you. Not so fast, Captain Colin, back it up. Thank you. It's car shopping made better. So that's my favorite spot. Of the night, it's not my favorite, oh, I love it. but I like that yeah. spot. I have just a couple things. By the way, I've been calling Jason Bateman Justin Bateman for three days. I can't <laughs> stop because his sister's Justine. Justine, yes, right. that's right. So when we were kids, she was the big star. Oh, absolutely. She was and so uh, he was like on nobody's radar. Yeah. He was a star of Teen Wolf Part Sixteen. Or whatever, and so, and and, but a, a she Valerie's was this, family. right. Yeah. So for two days, I've been saying Justin, and not a single person in class corrected me. Oh, okay, because uh, so I know if I ever go there with food on my face, I'll get to do, <laughs> teach a whole class, and then find out there's a bagel on my lip. Yeah. at the end. But um, I like his delivery. I like him. My l- only concern with that spot is people are watching this at Super Bowl parties, and it's very talky, and it's very, and it requires you 
to listen to the dialogue to understand the concept of what's going on. I don't know if that's you don't true. Think so? well, I, it, I it, it, it very clearly it very clearly indicates where the elevator is going. Look at the little mm-hmm. ding. It like flips it, which doesn't happen on an elevator usually, right? That's usually it's just a floor thing. So it does. It is something you could get while watching it without any sound, I think, uh, because the visuals of it describe what it is they're getting off of. I like the central concept of this, an elevator that takes you to horrible places. Just that's that's the elevator of pain or whatever they want to call it. Yeah. I like that as a central concept, and and Jason Bateman is just a perfect. He's not there as Jason Bateman. He's there as the as the bellboy or the elevator attendant or whatever, which is not a thing we need anymore. But it's still funny. Yeah, um, it's a classic joke. It is format uh, yeah. though. Is the elevator attendant and i we used to have those at eaton's downtown yeah no no that's and that's what you get the feeling of is that old old school department store right but uh no i like the uh you know all these horrible things that people are getting off the elevators for the vegan dinner party and and uh colon exam all that stuff is funny it's it's a funny concept and i really like that so okay that is my favorite ad and here's the most important question in that ad is he wearing a hairpiece oh maybe does he wear a hairpiece now i don't know because he's because he's perpetually a boy he looks, he looks so young. He looks the same as he did 20 years so ago, So sure. his, his age, is he pulled a Paul Simon where suddenly oh, they yeah. start uh, pulling out the... Well, uh, he eventually, Paul Simon eventually stopped wearing a hairpiece, didn't he? Yeah, but there's some rough years in there. <laughs> there's some rough... The Grace Garfunkel Lord? had a terrible view for okay. a period oh, of uh, he was a lot couple taller. decades. He was a lot taller. <laughs> that's right. He had to look down and see <laughs> what was going Garfunkel's on there. Garfunkel's got a huge head of hair. Yeah, that's um, right. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's a good question. He may be wearing a hairpiece. He may be to that point because that would very much change his look. I Well, it, I thought his look did. He did at first look a little different to me. That's yeah. why I asked. I don't know. Unless if he, they, if combed, he, they combed it differently, maybe. Or, yeah. like, why wouldn't he be wearing a little hat or something? Don't those guys wear those hats? Like a bellboy kind of You're hat? right. He should have the little that, cap that should on. Just be, that would cover up the bald spot. No problem. He should have that cap on. You're right. I think that would improve that ad immeasurably right. but i like it that's a good spot it is a yeah. very good spot number five i'm not going to play it's the coach who wouldn't be here another very sappy feel good verizon wireless directed by peter berg oh is that really is yeah. that right oh, okay yeah well, there but, you go. but heavy-handed oh and... man i didn't watch the whole thing i turned it off because i'm like okay i get what this is and, it's a, and the story is a guy who is saved by paramedics right, right. right. and uh what is that what does that have to do with verizon i don't he, know no and he discovers it's them as he tells them his story oh is that what happens i think that's what happens because okay. once again that was a very talky one yeah and it was like oh i'm pouring a beer and See? what happened you know like it's that's what happens that's when you couldn't tell what it was about by just watching without sound. no you have to listen to that one yeah, you got to yeah. listen to a speech and then a bunch of people surprising the speech giver and then the speech giver tying it all into a brand and it's too much. Yeah, too much to a little, a little roundabout. I'm I'm all for critiquing what's going on in the world and giving us a feel good story and all of that. But that one, I, I'm surprised actually at how high it's ranked. Yeah, me too. I, I would I expected more people to say it was emotionally manipulative uh-huh. for, given the brand. Yes, maybe not. I, I know. I think that that's exactly what it is, and I yeah. think they do that. I love this one. This is uh, one of my favorites. Michael Bublé, yeah. a simple idea, well executed. Yeah, Blackberry Bublé, my favorite. You mean bubbly? No, I mean Bublé. You're Michael Bublé. That's a bubbly. She's right, Michael Bublé. It's pronounced Bublé. I know. Thanks, Davi. Can I have your autograph, Mr. Bubbly? It's Bubbly. Bubbly? It's Bubbly. Sparkling. I love it. Oh, so funny. And maybe the best brand recall for any Super Bowl ad. Oh, yeah? Um, Well, I remember. I remember because of Bubbly. Yeah. And he's he's sitting there writing 
ease on the end of it. Right. Buble. The spot ends with him doing that. Yeah. But, but it to me, that is a celebrity who recalls, who leads to brand recall, as opposed to the celebrity who distracts us from from whatever the brand is that's being advertised. Yeah. So I think I, very clever. That might be, I don't know if that's my favorite one, but it's it's certainly near the top. I mean, certainly, and for a guy like Michael Buble, who's a singer, who's not an actor, he's really good. Like, mm-hmm. he can do, remember his uh, ill-fated uh, uh, closing ceremonies gig at the, at the Olympics in 2010? He dressed up like a Mountie. Was that Buble? That was Buble, right? I think it was. He dressed up like a Mountie, and it was really Yeah, ridiculous. no, it was. It like, was him. Basically making fun of all things Canadian, but right. for the royal, it was stupid. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but he is quite funny. I've heard him interviewed. He's quite funny, and he's yeah. good. He's like, just kind of. That's a really. It's a really specific thing. It doesn't work unless you get Michael Bublé for that. So they have to pitch him on that concept, and he's got to be yeah okay with that. So it's very to funny. me that wouldn't that probably is an easy yes for a guy like him. Yeah, for sure. Because it also it's also selling his brand at the same time. It doesn't yeah. hurt. It's got all the eyeballs on it on the. Uh, on the event of the Super Bowl, so why why wouldn't a celebrity agree to go along exactly. with that? They're not slamming him. Nope. They're making having some fun with the pronunciation, <laughs> which is actually in advertising 101. That's what they tell you to do if you have a product that's hard to pronounce. Make it the selling point. Yeah. In Winnipeg, we have the chamois. Oh wow. Spelled chamois, <laughs> and nobody nobody matches the audio. Uh, promotion that they do all the time with the actual location yeah. because of the strange pronunciation and spelling. That's right. Um, okay, here's one that's serious, but maybe it is good that it's serious. Uh, there's one that the reminds dentist? me of the no, uh, no, not definitely play this one. But I just to, as to before we play it, I just want to say there's another one that's a trailer for a TV series that reminds me of this one for the Washington Post. So let's watch the Washington Post first, though. When we go off to war, when we exercise our rights, when we soar to our greatest heights, when we mourn and pray, when our neighbors are at risk, when our nation is threatened, there's someone to gather the facts, to bring you the story, no matter the cost. Because knowing empowers us, knowing helps us decide, knowing keeps us free. dies in darkness i got chills actually watching that democracy oh, it's dies just cold in here it's just cold in here democracy dies in darkness enjoy the game <laughs> I, was, I, thought, I i i just love how like oh it's just so depressing oh it's funny but it, but it is very effective oh i and thought it was good voice of tom hanks oh is that with uh, yeah you can place it but you're not sure okay what's the one you you wanted to do that that was like that one handmaid's tale trailer oh yeah okay i'll find it it's lower down. Oh, yeah, much lower didn't, down. Didn't do very well. We're going to get to the bottom ones in a second. I have one more I want to play from the top, like 10 ish. Oh, no. Where but is where it? Where is it? Uh, How much oh, lower? There it is. Yeah, oh, my God. What number are number we? Number 44. Oh, that, I, there was that, like 50 something, 53 or something like that. That's how low this one is. Let's let's play it, and then I'll tell you why I think this might be one of my favorite ads. Okay. Super low on, this, on the ad meter. Today, more women will go to work than ever before in our country's history. This year, 
dozens of children will be born to happy and healthy families. It's morning again. It's morning again. It's morning again. Wake up, America. Morning's over. So that's uh, Handmaid's Ooh. Tale. I still have not seen season two of that show, so I'm behind. It's good. Yeah. In fact, it's great for most of the season. Okay. Good for some of the season. But this ad, what I like, but but, and I think the this ad might be too clever for its own good. Well, because, why? Because it starts out looking like a regular ad, and then it kind of changes. Um, that is um, a parody of a Ronald Reagan political ad. Is it really? Yeah. Called, oh wow. Called "Morning in America." Oh, so they went, good morning, it's America. Morning in yeah. America. I remember that. And yeah, it's yeah. blah blah blah. And that is it's a parody of a Ronald Reagan political ad. There's a there's a deeper message in that ad. And uh, so when the ad kind of goes, it's morning in America, and it gets all twisted, the, and uh, and they, they sort of show us like the 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 copy does you know like we think we're seeing this feel good thing that turns into a nightmare. Um, I thought like, wow, that's pretty pointed. I liked it. I, it was one of the first ads that I really liked. But in retrospect, it doesn't seem to have had as much um, recall value and. Um, I don't know. It was a bit, uh, not as much noteworthiness from well, people clearly commenting it did not, did on not it. score very high. No, on the, so on I, the I, it, it surprised me sort of where that one's ranked. But I really like that ad. I, I mean, I liked it as well. I liked the the kind of you know, um, what's it called, bait and switch kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it worked really well. I, again, I'm not up on it, but I know that that's what that show's about. It's about America becoming. Uh, this horrible dictatorship, and that's what the book is about. You know, the original mm. book that uh, Margaret Atwood wrote, and she's writing a sequel apparently. Coming out soon, I think. So that's interesting. Um, and yeah, we'll catch up on that. So and as far as TV, and, and I'm trying to think of any other TV or film trailers we saw. We did not see a Star Wars trailer, which I was disappointed in. We, uh, As I, I tweeted, we saw tons of robots and AI all over the place. Yeah. But certain, there was no Star Wars trailer where we saw some. And I kept <laughs> I kept thinking, oh, it, we come on. Like, we're, all we're seeing is robots in these ads. Come on. We know the robots we want to see. Yeah. And it was like, nah. Nah, nothing. No. So then. Uh, and even, even the Avengers trailer is not. Well, we've already seen. There's nothing new no. there necessarily. That I really was really that was a bit in. of a snoozer. It like, was like the tra- the other trailers didn't. I can't think. Oh, Hobbs and what, oh yeah, what, well what, come on, that's a Fast and Furious what, thing. Yeah, what are they called again? Hobbs, Hobbs and Calvin, Turner and Hooch, <laughs> Calvin and Hobbs, Calvin and Hobbs. <laughs> I don't know. Tango Some, and Cash. Somebody, I don't know. somebody out there who loves those movies is getting mad at us right now because there is a dedicated fan base to those Fast and Furious movies. No, no, we joke around about how like. There's no like fans of Mission Impossible movies, but there yeah. are fans of Fast and Furious movies. They have a really like a huge fan base, and so it's Hobbs and something else. I don't know who's who. I who's, can't remember. Hobbs is uh, J- Jason Statham. I think Jason. I mean, From no, now no, on, it's Calvin Hobbs, and Hobbs. Hobbs is The Rock. It's The Rock and Jason Statham in like a spinoff of their characters I, you know, on Fast and Furious. In fairness to that trailer, there is a little funny scene in it, which I thought was kind of clever. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know. Um, Fast and Furious, like the people who are fans of that franchise will, and I've met them, and they they will argue with you about how it's actually realistic, and that uh, I just can't go there. I don't don't think so. Where they're like, how can that uh, be real? It's it's the ultimate fantasy of cars. Like, come on, if you. If you drove a car off a tower in Japan, it wouldn't do that. You're like, yes, it would. Didn't they, like, fight, a, <laughs> didn't they fight a submarine in one of those movies with the yeah. cup? Like, come yeah. on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no. If that the submarine would totally beat the car, like the people, the fans of that franchise love those arguments. Yeah. But uh, 
It's not for me. Ca- uh, Tango and Cash, that's for me. All right, I'm going to play this one more here before you start moving into the ones that were uh, not very well rated. This one was, I just got to check the number of it. Uh, does it say somewhere? Oh, number 14. Hello. Good to see you again. Likewise. Please, Cosmopolitan. Nope. Tonight, I'll have a Stella Artois. <gasps> Stella Artois. Thank you. Thanks. Ooh. Well, night, huh? Why, Russian? No, Gary, give me a Stella Artois. <laughs> Excuse me. Good choice. Well, changing could do a little good. <laughs> do the bites. <laughs> All right, so that's Stella Artois, or Artois, as the dude says. Yeah, not, not I liked it. it at the time, but in no. retrospect, it does not hold up to scrutiny. No, I think they got greedy. I don't like that. Like, I'm I'm the biggest Big Lebowski fan out there. I love that movie. And it was good to see Jeff Bridges back in that role. That's the only good part about that, though, um, because it's like it's uh, it's they're trying to go for two very different audiences here. You've got the Sex and the City, Sarah Jessica Parker. I guess that's her iconic drink is the Cosmopolitan. I don't know anything about that. I never see. I've seen only a few episodes of that show. I do know the dude's drink is a White Russian. But think about all the other people. Like they could have had James Bond in there. They could have had like all kinds of people with iconic drinks for to have them switch it up for. So what they're trying to say is that you can be a fancy New York ingenue or whatever the hell she is, like a successful woman, and drink uh, Stella, or you can be like a, a schlub like the dude and drink a Stella. So it's like for, trying to be for everyone, and you know what happens when you try to appeal to everyone? You yeah. appeal to no one, it, so it a, turns off the other side of the fan base. It's an odd combo. Yeah. It doesn't hold up. I do not I do not believe they were ever in the room together no. uh, when they shot this. Well, you can Maybe, easily stitch that together. Uh, well, shouldn't that be like the Tide ad, a series of ads where yes. people play the iconic yes. role? Because and then maybe they all come together in the last one, but the, but this just it it's and and the dude isn't known for drinking a beverage. Ah, uh, not really. Like so, it, that's it, weird. Only only fans of that movie would know what his drink is. Just like only fans of Sex in the City would know what her drink is. Yeah, but I think there's more of an idea with her because she would not. She's not known for a, drinking a beer necessarily. Whereas the dude is just known for. It's not known for any beverage whatsoever, and you put them together, and, um, and I don't know. Like it's it's uh, at the time I was I was like, oh, that's fun, but in retrospect, I don't know. I don't know if it really uh, if the idea really comes together, and that if that idea is expressed yeah. clearly enough in the finished spot. It's not even a great um, beer. <laughs> I used to drink it all the time, uh, but I had enough. It's the beer that it's a it's a working man's beer that thinks it's fancy. Okay, yeah. let's take a look at some of the bad ones. These are like the lowest ranked. Uh, let's start with Robo Child, which is a TurboTax. I actually I actually enjoyed this one, but here you go. Maybe I didn't. Robo Child. Hey, buddy. What do you want to be when you grow up? I would like to be a TurboTax live CPA. It's hmm. odd. Mm-hmm. Don't you want to be something else? Yeah, RoboChild, you could be anything. But Papa, I want to help people get their best possible refund. All right, let's just break it to you, okay? RoboChild, all TurboTax Live CPAs are human beings with real emotions. I'm sorry, but you're never going to be emotionally complex enough for that job. Isn't that true, Papa? Yeah. I am sad. <laughs> See what I mean? Creepy. 
this still perfecting emotion. TurboTax Live, now with CPAs on demand. I, I don't mind that ad. It's I, so creepy. It is creepy. <laughs> That's why people but, ranked it low. No, but you know what I like about it? I find, I think the actors do a good job in that spot. Oh, I kind yeah. of enjoy the shtick. But uh and I I do enjoy RoboChild laughing when he when he says he's sad. <laughs> I enjoy that. Okay. That to me of of all the robots, but then again Oh no, I thought you were about to show a different robot no, one. No, no, no. Then again what? I was gonna say I thought you were gonna show the Pringles one. Oh, let's do that one then. You're gonna show Yeah, sure. Which I which I which I like too, which is once again a simple idea. But I think the problem is we got over, we got inundated with AI and robots, so that it started. That's the big thing. Yeah, it started, I, I did not. Uh, I'll say this: I'm not going to about playing it because there's no sound other than music. But these T-Mobile will keep this brief. Uh, those were awful. I didn't like those. Well, the first one was promising, and then uh, we they just wore us out. Uh, what is the, what is it? Pringles? Yeah. Michelob Ultra Robots. Oh, Hobbs and Shaw. That's the name of it. Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Calvin and Hobbs. Come on. That's what yeah. we're going to call it. Let's lobby them. Let's uh, got to start a petition and rename it. Pringles Sad Device? Yeah, that's, that's it. That's high. It's ranked at like... Hold on a second here. This is a simple idea. That's oh, number also... 27. It's right, right around ah, the middle. That's fine, yeah. Okay. So this is Pringles. Oh, I remember this I'm one. I'm stacking yeah. cheddar, jalapeno, and sour cream and onion. The spicy nacho stack. How many Pringles flavor stack combinations are there? 318,000. Sadly, I'll never know the joy of tasting any, for I have no hands to stack with, no mouth to taste with, no soul to feel with. I am at the mercy of a cruel and uncaring. Cool, play Funky Town. There's a Pringle stack for everyone. I don't know. That's, that's not much. Uh, a simple idea. That's uh, like, that reminds me of Buble in that sense. Just, mm -hmm. you don't have to go crazy and complicated. You can just give us something simple. But I think, once again, the Pringles ad in another year would have, would have stood out more. Yeah. Too, much, too much AI. Too, just too yeah, much. Yeah, lots of AI, lots yeah. of robots. Um, I was going to play this one. Where is it? Uh, There's never... a certain Bud Light commercial that I thought you were gonna. Oh that yeah. That you were gonna give us. Actually, I have that one written down as the one one of my favorites. Yeah. We're jumping all over the place here, but that's fine. No, no, that's okay. Uh, it's too long though. Is it too long? No, I no. I won't play it. The. You gotta play it. Okay, fine. You gotta. You, you know why? The music. <laughs> the music at the end is totally worth it. It's a beautiful day for a joust. Indeed. Sun's out. Got my lucky loincloth, cold Bud Light, comfy throne. I don't have the plague anymore. Look, it's the Bud Knight. Dilly dilly! All right, let's tap this keg. Get it up, peanut. I'm not thrilled with that one. I don't love it. It's a very odd hybrid. <laughs> I don't get uh, it. I don't I, get why we, they would partner up like that. I guess because well, save of the some money. <laughs> yeah, great. Well, save three point five million. Bud Light had a lot of spots. My favorite spot from Bud Light was the one about the corn syrup, where they're delivering the corn syrup to the different breweries. I, that was funny. I don't mind that spot, but I didn't realize corn syrup was the demon of beer. Well, Suddenly, they're trying to make it the well, demon of beer. I mean, you take trying to take a brand like Bud Light and make it sound like it's like 
well me that's not why people buy bud light you know what i mean it's not about uh the quality of the beer well it's also like it's not arsenic right like right. like we're not when we're drinking beer like oh boy this i should be watch it because this corn syrup like nobody <laughs> no one has ever thought about it they're trying to make us think about it yeah and i i don't know and this i don't know about this weird hybrid of game of thrones and uh, uh, Bud Light, but but i mean i liked it i still like it uh but it's not the story itself is non-existent. It's, it starts it's just out, an excuse. It starts out strong. I like the yeah. I like the idea of them this medieval world in which Bud Light exists, and they have the Bud Knight, and I kind of like that whole yeah that concept is good. That's why I liked the series of Ez. But then once it like it took me a minute to realize, and when I was first watching it, that, that that was even the mountain. Like I didn't realize who that was. No, me neither. Because I haven't seen him in so long. It's been so freaking long since we've seen Game of Thrones mm-hmm. that I didn't click that that's who that was. And then I guess he's poking his eyes out like he did in the TV show. Is that what he's doing there? Like he he gets down and you don't see it, but I guess he's like because he gouged that guy's eyes well, out. Right? When the in guy the, goes, the when the guy gasps. Uh, I'm not quite sure what we're to take from that. I think I we're don't supposed know. to take that he because he he kind of kneels over him and puts his hands on his head. And I'm guessing I thought he was going to take off the helmet. his head or who well, the hell knows? I don't know. He he kills people anyway. That's what the mountain does. But um, and then the dragons come in. And I'm like that totally doesn't make any sense. And this is where the nerd in me comes out because the dragons are with Daenerys and the mountain is with Cersei. So there's no way those two would be working together. Uh right. Which two? The the dragons the and Bud the, Knight? No, the dragons. <laughs> Dragons are working with the mountain to kill no, all the No, I think they just killed everybody. So the dragons just showed up and killed everybody? I think. Oh, I think. I, well, who the hell knows? Drogon. Anyway. Killed the Bud Knight. Uh, how long till Game of Thrones comes Is back? Is that the Bud Knight lying on the ground at the end yes. of, the, of that, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, they, they, kill killed, they killed the Bud Knight, yeah. They killed their uh, mascot. We won't see, see any more of these. Uh... Can you imagine? They should, what I would do is I would do a Pillsbury ad where the dragon comes and bakes the doughboy, but it turns out he's a tasty croissant. Oh, that would be hilarious. Croissant. Croissant. But it does seem odd that they would just combine those two together like that for yeah, no it's apparent odd. reason. It's odd, but uh, but enjoyable in its own in its own weird way. All right, so I'm gonna go back. I want to go all the way to the bottom here. So there was. Um, <laughs> this is very odd. What happens yeah, at the bottom? So this is uh, now there are 58 ads in total, right? Yeah, 58 ads, and uh, some of the ones towards the bottom. We have this generic Wix.com. With Carly Kloss, who I don't know who that is, and I don't know if anybody does. Another one towards the bottom is the Turkish Airlines, The Journey, which, again, doesn't resonate, doesn't make sense. Last year they did, or one year they did a really clever, like, Batman-themed one, Turkish Airlines. It was like, Welcome to Gotham City, and it was like, it was mm-hmm. really good. This one is not good. But the last, very, very last one, and you mentioned it last episode, from Burger King, hashtag eat like Andy. And it's essentially a one-minute spot of Andy Warhol eating a Whopper. From what, what appears to be Andy Warhol eating a Whopper, and it is actually Andy Warhol. Apparently, they, that footage was actually shot. What? But what is? How do they pair it with the Burger King stuff? How do they make that? What do you mean? How did like, they? Well, how he did? He, no, shot, originally he did was eating Burger King. He, they just they shot, shot him eating Burger King. Yes, and uh, apparently so for the, like some sort of art installation. Yeah, of doing? course. Of course it was. Uh, but he. But uh, apparently the story goes that uh, originally he asked for McDonald's and they brought him Burger King. And so I think McDonald's tweeted that or somebody tweeted that. Oh, no, it was one of the ad. It might have been Ad Week that tweeted that. And Burger King Twitter account responded and said, uh, and said, um, oh, what is it? It's not the one you dance with. It's the one you No, It's not the it's the one you brought to the it's not the one you brought to the prom. It's the one you I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. They basically said it doesn't matter what you wanted originally. It's the Burger King you're eating now that I matters. See. Not the hero we deserve, but uh, the hero we need. Yeah, so there it is at the bottom. And I think 
Somebody in class mentioned, I think it's a good comment, that the the Andy Warhol eating the burger doesn't match with the audience for Burger King. It's it is a weird match. Okay. And does do the do the kids even know who Andy Warhol is anymore, Dan? Oh, come on. They have to know who Andy Warhol is. My kids know who Andy Warhol is, but they studied Andy Warhol and Jack knows who he is. I guarantee it. My kids know who Andy That's Warhol is. That's good news, but I have a bad feeling about what 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 his uh, Q score might be. Um, <laughs> well, I, here's the thing: like, it's awfully tempting because I was sitting there watching, going, "Is this CGI? Did they like take Andy Warhol? Did they That's do like I a, thought a too. Tarkin, Plato Tarkin face and put Andy Warhol's face over somebody else's body?" Um, but so, if there's real footage of him eating Burger King. Then you're Burger King, you're sitting on this going, we have to put this out. We have to make an ad that's just Andy Warhol eating a Whopper. Like, that's perfect. Even the way he, like, dips it in the ketchup and stuff, it's all really cool. Like, it's it's a good ad. I don't know who the target audience for Burger King is. Yeah. I don't know if it's just, like... it's Well, it's boys. Well, it's, it's teenagers, yeah. people who eat lots of fat, like... Well, it's I people who don't care about, like, who just want a good-tasting burger and but, it's not... They're not watching calories no that's know? true but how how okay my question is how does a burger king audience differentiate from a mcdonald's audience or from a wendy's audience like is it the same person they just make a different choice well burger king has always embraced the uh you know the fr- the flame broil right the um you know the have fat- it your way and, and customize the burger the well, way you yeah want it. yeah all of that stuff but also like they've embraced weirdness with the king character yeah. and you know uh there wasn't the chicken there's the uh the chicken that you could you tested. You texted a message to the chicken, and then he responded. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, oh, yeah, the click a chicken. Yeah, oh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. such a good. That was a web. That first, was a web campaign. That was so clever. One of the first yeah. ones that really that was awesome. Took hold. Yeah. Um. So this is this is. I mean, this is uh. This is a risk that they took. I guess it didn't work because uh, people didn't like it. But I don't. I thought know. it was good. But everybody was talking about it. Yeah, that's good. Like, that's what, what the you hell want. is this? And what's going on? And is it real footage? And and uh, and why is it real footage? And why didn't they? Why was that all it was? <laughs> there was just there. It was just such an odd way to go. Yeah. And it, you know, it actually, you know, it it occurs to me that we always and everybody always says we want brands to take risks at the Super Bowl. Well, one did, and there it is at the bottom of. And it was. <laughs> and, it was uh, and you mentioned last week it was their first Super Bowl ad in like ten years. They yeah. Have not been, and maybe they'll will go back again for another ten years because of the, um, this reaction um before we get to recommendations i want to ask you what was your least favorite ad can you pick out your least favorite ad no do you know one i yeah i want to say the budweiser one is just awful the one with the dogs in the wind and riding on the horse whatever i'm so sick of budweiser doing this shit yeah i'm stupid yeah well it's it's cheap beer well it's a cute dog and so okay that's why i hate hate that they like go go with these things as they're they're like i like the bud light because it's aiming at a younger audience and it's funny yeah Uh, they've always kind of taken that angle but the Straight up Budweiser spots are always too sappy and self-important for me. The win never felt better. Well, I guess it scored at number eight, so it did work the way the way they wanted it to. It was the uh, eighth most most popular ad, but I didn't love it. I actually thought that one right up at the top there, the M and M's one. So what? Yeah, I was pretty. Yeah, not like, not great for me. Remember one that was it last year that Danny DeVito was an M M&M? and Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was the same kind of campaign, although not really. Yeah, but that's because like, it was like. It's just another celebrity interacting with M and M's, basically. Uh, so this particular one goes nowhere. It's no. just, it's just, it's not. It looks like to me when I watch that ad, I think, did they make this in Canada? Because, 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 because that's what our ads look like. Yeah. They look, they're they're safe, 
And there's no uh, real. There's no real. It was talk, funny when I went to see yeah. uh, Harry O'Reilly from the uh, Under the Influence. He talked about how ads don't have an ending. They have a good beginning, a good middle, yeah. and no ending. That's one a classic example of no ending. There's no point to it. Yeah. It's like okay, so they're. They're bars. They're they're stuck together in a bar. Yeah. Great. You yeah. Know, now like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. it's just it was dumb. Yeah. So to me, that might be the one that I just thought. M and M's is a big brand. They've had good ads. They before. have. Yeah. They used to have great like, ads. Yeah. Let's like you know that you can really do a lot with that brand, and that's really the best Super Bowl spot that they could think of. No. Or well, they played it safe. Yep. And I think that's sort of the overall theme of the uh, this year is robots sure. AI and playing it safe. Playing it safe both for the game, for yeah. the uh for the, the halftime show oh. and for the ads Too pretty safe. much. No real the one only one that really took a risk was that Andy Warhol one. And took a risk else. and then got its butt kicked yeah. on down the ad meter for its troubles. Yeah. But I still think that it was a talker. I do. I think I that one's a talker whereas some of the ones that are higher ranked Nobody's going to mention again. Like we can't, like, as I said, the, we all win. That kid's great. But, but I, how many people would remember that's for Microsoft? Yeah, no. Whereas everybody remembers that that Andy Warhol is for Burger King. Yep. You know, so it's it's, it's a better ad. Yeah. Well, more memorable, but maybe most people thought for the wrong reasons. All right. Let's get to some recommendations for the week. Oh, okay. You go first. I want to recommend a show. It just kind of popped up on Netflix last week. Uh, called Night Flyers, and this is a new sci-fi series, it appears, um, and I quite liked it. I, you know me, I'm a big fan of science fiction. Um, it does kind of, like the beginning of it, I'm like, I don't know, because it feels a lot like the Cloverfield Paradox in a lot of ways. Like it's a crew on this sp- the spaceship, and they're flying out to meet aliens, and there's some weirdness involved, but I quite liked it. The first couple episodes are good. It's an interesting world they've built here. It is like very similar to many other futuristic like the, the earth is dying so we have to escape we have to fix things um in, in the cloverfield paradox they fix things through a time warp or whatever the hell they do in uh lost in space they fix things by going to another planet and colonizing other worlds and this one they're trying to contact some aliens that they know are flying nearby they're going on an intercept course to try and talk to these aliens mm-hmm. and basically the only way they th- think they can talk to these aliens is by using a telepath because they have these these telepaths in this world, but the telepaths are all kind of psychotic and crazy because all they have to do is listen to people's thoughts all day, so they go crazy. So they have this telepath who's a, just a, just really, really out there, and they have to have him locked up, and he messes with everybody's head. So there's a little bit of a psychological thriller involved. Wow. But I thought it was good. It's got um, – uh, I recognize her immediately, but I have not thought of her in years, and now I'm blanking on her name. Oh, man. It's um, – shoot. Gretchen Maul. Oh, yeah. Not seen her in anything in years. Like, it's been a long, long time, and she is in this, and she's very good. And so it's good to see her kind of getting back into the swing of things. I don't know if she cool. took time off for family or something. But anyway, so that's what I would – if you're looking for a new sci-fi kind of series, I believe Night Flyers is a good good one. Only like 10 episodes, so it's not – I've only watched uh, three or four, but it's a good start to it. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, uh, because you chose that one, I will also go – I have lots to recommend, but I'm going to go Netflix direction too. Yeah. And something that popped up for me – that is somewhat surprisingly more fantasy related than I thought is a show called Russian Doll. Did you see that? No, one I've not up? seen that one. No. Okay, so it popped up yesterday, maybe, and I read a good review for it that said, "Ooh, it's a strange puzzle. It's an odd." And I was like, "Okay." And the first surprise is it stars uh, one of the cast of Orange Is the New Black. Oh. And it's Natasha. L- is it Leon? Leon. Leone? Yes. Yes. Leon. Yep. 
okay, I almost want to say Leone because I'm Canadian. So whenever I see an E in the end, I'm like, that's I think, French. I think she's Canadian too. Is she? I think so. Oh, God, don't get me started because <laughs> I'm always adding accents to French names where there aren't any. But anyway, she is the lead character. Um, the show uh, starts off, I won't spoil anything, in an interesting way, in a way that I did not expect um, and continues in a way that I did not expect <laughs> and is, uh, but I'm going to recommend because it's, th- uh, I'm only three episodes in They're 30 minutes long and they fly by there's so fast. And the soundtrack is fantastic on this show. Shazamming every song as it pops really? up. Really? Okay. Yeah. And you're, it's, it's, uh, and it, and they're, and as it turns out, the bands, uh, are lesser known, but, uh, but really good and, cool. and, and stand out in the way that like, a great soundtrack should do. It complements the action, but also stands out in its own right. And the show itself does not, like if you just see the ad on Netflix, you just go, oh, it's uh, but some Russian assassin. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Uh, but there, there's, um, I, I, I'm not even 100% sure. This isn't a spoiler because uh, it's unclear what's happening, but there appears to be, there is a fantasy element in this show for sure. Wow. Maybe there's even a sci-fi element. I don't know, but there's something... Part of what gets you into the show that pulls you in is there's something going on and you're just not sure what it is. Okay. So uh, I'll leave it at that. I'll let people discover it. But I have a feeling people are going to like this show. Awesome. I think it's going to be one of those Netflix shows that comes around and people okay. talk about. Well, uh, I'll give it a chance when I get a chance. And to I'll watch, watch the one that uh, you recommend. Sounds good. How, how are you doing, by the way, on your Oscar um, movies? Not good because most of them aren't available yet. yet. Rent- no, I rentable. I've not, I've not watched any of them either. So we're so. gonna try still. Like we're weeks away. Yeah, we still got some Bohemian time. Rhapsody comes out next week. Okay. Holy wow, that's uh, so. There's a couple. That seems late. Yeah, there's a couple that okay. are that we should be able to knock out before that ceremony. Right. Although good. it's becoming clear what's gonna win. I think. I think I'm, our predictions are gonna be closer this yes, year. Yes, that's true. All yeah. right, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Media Nerds. I'm Dan Vadawanker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you on the ass. 